Sky Squad, we are back in the building, and I'm excited because we've got somebody on the line that I have been wanting to chat with for a very long time. I am a fan of this man's work first. Um, I love his commentary. Um, to me, I feel like he is the expert when it comes to, I mean, if I'm thinking about anything that's going on within the Christian and the gospel community and pop culture, I'm thinking of Larry Reed. I got to find out what Larry Reed think. And so we got him on the line today, y'all. Larry, what's going on? What's up, Richie? <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here. Let me tell you, um, I, I, well, first off, for people who don't know you, okay, what, how did you come into this space? Like, give me some, give us some background so we know exactly where Larry Reed Live, how it came about. Well, the reality is this. I outgrew the church. And when I outgrew the church, after 20 years of pastoring, people don't know I was a for real every Sunday, every Wednesday night pastor. And I went into gospel music first, but before all of that, I was in radio. And so I basically came right back where I felt most comfortable, which was behind the mic, talking about whatever was on my mind or what was happening in the community or in the town as well as being entertaining and playing a few hits that were going on. And so I started Larry Live basically to get back into that vibe because I felt closed in in the church. And I ended up after 20 years of pastoring, I said, you know, just forget the whole traditional pastoring thing. I'm going straight into entertainment. And my first radio show I did, it was picked up by a reporting station. And I'd done that for a year. And then I just kept at it. And Larry Live came into play. So that's why when you speak, it is with the level of passion and conviction and I, and I also now understand better about why people really do. I mean, your following is, it, I can't, it's, I, I know a lot of people are in these spaces mm -hmm. and I, I celebrate them all. Yeah. But what I find is that your following, they really do look to you for a level of responsible like reporting and, yeah. ab and about the community. So I have now a better understanding of why that is because I didn't know that oh. level of background. I didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah, yes, sir. I mean, you know, and I was doing gospel music then and I'm still award nominated gospel artist as well. So I was doing, I was doing that hard with my own record label, real hard, you know, in the church. But I felt like um, I, I had to put aside my funny. I have a natural funny bone and I say whatever I think whether it was, and a lot of times it was not appropriate for the poor people. I said some <laughs> stuff I should not <laughs> said, you know, and then I would wear a baseball cap, you know, my ears pierced and tatted, you know, while I'm there preaching hard and prophesying, you know, so I just felt like doing what I'm doing now, and I feel like this as I sit here now, this is what I'm supposed to do. I belong in the entertainment space running my mouth. Amen but, to that. Amen to that. But I I kind of feel like, you know, where maybe you found yourself as a pastor might have been, and maybe it, maybe you're giving people what they need, just not behind the pulpit. Cause but I feel me, like they need that. Oh, come on, Richie. I mean, you all in it. I mean, that's really what happened months ago. Cause what ended up happening is people had left the church. I didn't even know this. 
folk had left the church years ago. I'm like, peace, I'm not coming back. And y'all this, that, y'all this. And so when I started doing the show, talking about, now it first had to be, be public. So once it becomes public, then I'll talk about it. And so when I started talking about that and saying what I thought about it and how it ain't, this was stupid, that was dumb, the church needs to change this, needs to change that. Folk like, um, can you please be my pastor? So like months ago, I had, after 20 years of pastoring traditionally, I had to start right back an online community where people can come to, you know, for conversation that's more on a spiritual level, you know, and then also stock market and real estate. So they wanted to call me pastor. So I had to start something like that all over again. But we got everything in there. We got trans, gay, straight, gang, Catholic, Methodist agnostic people who don't believe in God, but they all are in my church. Ain't that crazy? It, it is, but it's not. Because I feel like that's where the movement is going. Yeah. And I so agree. in a sense, I feel like you were ahead of the curve with that. Yeah, and that's really why it grew a lot last year. Because when I first started doing Larry Live, I'd done the show talking about the real church has left the building. And I said, and in 2020, I feel like the church is totally going to change and everybody needs to begin to build in cyberspace. So when pandemic hit, they were like, whoa, we killed that, that read, but he was right. And so that's when it grew and that's when I had to start everything back. Yeah, yeah. Talk about, uh, and I just kind of want to, and I know there have been a couple of points that you sort of um, prophesized about before they happen. Yeah. Yeah. A whole lot. And, and okay, then the pandemic hit here in America. The first case was January 27 of 2019. I think it's when they had the first case. Well, I was just sitting in front of the TV, CNN was playing, and they mentioned about this first case. And the president at the time and everybody was saying, mm, this ain't gonna be nothing. But I had this feeling, almost like a premonition. No, this is going to change the world forever. So I went on live and I'm like, look, I know what they said about that COVID-19 thing ain't nothing, but we're gonna all be in mass. We're not gonna be able to do this. It's going to be, I said, this is going to hit for real. And I told everybody to start taking certain vitamins and stuff, which later on we found out that these were the key vitamins that we need to be taking if we're going to fight our immune system, going to fight COVID-19. So my mentor also come to find out, because he, he had forget, forgot, he wrote a book in the 80s and 90s that talked about a pandemic coming. And he explained the different things that were going to be happening. And so once I started talking about it, one of his former students like, oh, let's go back to this book. Cause you mentioned it here. He was like, oh my God. And he really detailed things about the passport going into certain, um, you have to be vaccine and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the school's been online. He wrote that in the nineties, early nineties, you know? So yeah, that really called everything to pop off. Cause we're like, look, he be saying some crazy stuff and he say some stuff inappropriate, you know, he shake the system, but he'd be right. I remember reading, I think you had posted something about those prophecies and it was sometime in the past couple of maybe months. And I was like, no, wait a minute. I was like, how he know all this stuff was about to go down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, it really comes from my mama's side of the family. My mama's side, the whole lot of preachers and, and what we call prophets. You know, I think mm -hmm. everybody pretty familiar with the term now. Mm -hmm. And so... 
I have that gift. I have a gift of sight and I'm able, now let me tell you this. I only know what I know. I don't know what I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. so when I know it, I know it. And that just happened to be one of the things called videotape because everything's online. So it's a great thing that I put everything online so you can go back and watch when I originally posted, when I originally said it. And I know what post you're talking about. I recorded myself talking about the split in the White House and the fighting of the parties and all of those details. And I've done it like in 2014 or 15, you know, so, oh no, it was 2016. So I said all of that in 2016. So People like, wait a minute. So there's so many videos like that. And that's how it happened. That was just a dream I had. I had a dream and I came online and told it. Have you written a book? I've written three books, but I haven't written a book about those things. Um, The first book I ever wrote was called The Think Book. um, Because I'm a child of or a product of molestation and rape. So one of the things I had to do was to really do a lot of work on my brain and how it worked. Um, now I understand now that I have the degrees for it, that really what was happening, my, the trauma rewired my brain. So I began to read the book of Proverbs and the Bible and write out the things that I was getting out of Proverbs and meditate on them. And it turned into a book called The Think Book. And then I did two other books. And the last book I did was called Let the Church Say Change and Quit Saying Amen. Because mm. things need to change. It's so funny to me that you mentioned the book of Proverbs. Somebody once told me to read that because a proverb corresponds with every day of the yeah. month. Yeah. In every situation, relationships, being a parent. <laughs> Franklin clearly didn't read that part. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> um, but before I get there, I want to make sure I, you know, cause there's several points I knew I wanted to ask you about. Okay. And then the, the other thing I was thinking about in terms of you writing a book, cause now I'm pitching you what to, what to do, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I, you I just it. feel like there's a, another book there about, you know, maybe recommendations for what we should be doing next. Mm. from 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 what you take away from all the things that we've been through and what you've seen in your own mind I would just be interested in reading that because I think that that could be a great manifesto to you know sort of advise people about just things to start doing and thinking about I would like to see it that's just me I got you I got you and I sort of do that with my patrons and patreon I go live over there more than I do on the public platform really yeah just talk about you know some of my stock picks have made some millionaires over the past eight months. Um, it just, I would dream about something. I have a feeling about something. I would tell them they will put it in, put the money over there. And for people who have been in the stock market, it was very profitable for them um, because they were able to move more money into those stocks that went up $30 or $100. And if you are moving in the world of options, you really really made some money following my advice and my mentor's advice. So in Patreon, I try to use that, you know, to really tell people, I tell my failures when I get it wrong, when I mess it up, you know, um, I do want to help people. And I hope that my show in the middle of all, all the stuff I be saying, the little stuff I pep in there, I hope it helps some people and makes some people better. I do want to do that. So I'm going to think about what you said about the book. Okay. Well, I mean, listen, for those who are listening, you got it here first. You can get all of that right now. You ain't got to wait for the book. Head on over to Patreon and you can get that information. We'll put the link in the description of the video. If you're listening to this 
uh, go to YouTube and it'll be in the description in one of one of my channels. You'll, you'll be able to find it because we want you to be able to get this information. Um, I want to talk to you about some some hot topics going on right now. I, I. OK, so you and I had a nice little, you know, chat at the beginning of this whole Kurt Franklin debacle. OK, <laughs> with the with the son. Was it Car- carry on? Carry on, man. Carry on. You know, there was some released audio, you know, of Kurt Franklin, you know, going off, blasting his son. And, you know, Kurt Franklin comes out with a video response, apologizing. What were your what was your takeaway initially at the time? I know what it was, but, you know, for those who weren't privy to it. But number one, Carry On should not have leaked that audio. It was very private. I do understand why he leaked it, especially now learning the entire story and the whole dynamic of Carry On, his mom and his dad. This very toxic, a whole lot of healing need to take place. Um, he was number one, he was wrong for that. Number two, Kurt was wrong as a parent, not for cussing. Everybody made it a conversation about cussing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, cussing can be sinful but cussing ain't no sin in itself so right. him cussing won't no problem mm-hmm. but it was the things that he was saying to him to demean him um calling him skinny which if you know kirk kirk's story he talked about how he was very frail and very skinny it's one of the things he reason why he worked out you know that was something that he struggled with also the young guy don't have no money. Kirk is loaded. So he used his status of having money and his son, him not giving it to his son and called him poor. And there were some other things that were said in there that speaking to your child as a father, when you're supposed to give your child, the father gives the identity. The father mm-hmm. in most of our lives, you know, have fractured us. And what he was doing was fracturing his son even more. And then to his own admission, he said that his, the relationship was toxic. So then you're going to do that all, all in an already toxic relationship. And it's been alleged his son is on some kind of substance abuse. So you're going to do that on top of knowing that as well. It was just wrong. I mean, Steve Harvey said what he said. Ricky Smiley said what they said. I understand why they said what they said from their standpoint, being a black father, because black fathers do get a hard time. But talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, That was not the way to handle carry on, and nobody knew it better than Kirk. That's why he ran up there and apologized, which was stupid to do because I reported it as allegedly the voice of of Kirk Franklin. But when he done that apology, we knew then that yeah, it was you, nigga. It was you. (laughs) (laughs) So my thing is now, now looking back on it, you know, and in light of the things that have come out now, do you think he should have just stayed silent? Should have stayed silent. You don't always talk, you know, especially in something like that. Um, and they already knew, I'm, I'm going to say allegedly, that they knew, but it's it's clear to me that they already knew what he was ultimately alleging, which we found out in the new audio that was linked, that he was alleging that his father molested him. They already knew what he was alleging. His mom knew it because she came live right after he did and basically got ahead of the story and said, well, statute of limitations, um, 
have you done a police report? And how do we know it's the truth? We shouldn't counsel anybody for anybody making those allegations. I mean, it was just totally out the blue in the interview. You know, so they already knew with all of that sensitive stuff, he should have took carry on in a room and be like, bruh, you know, whatever you say happened, happened. How can I make it better? Put him on payroll, put him in a little nice, <laughs> nice, nice apartment. <laughs> don't buy his business. Now he got to deal with all this. Do, do you think that there was some other behind the scenes pressure to make that apology? Like, because now it did seem like that apology escalated the situation. Man, and DJ, I mean, it's like, you're very insightful. The reason why I watch you, but hell yeah that's exactly what happened it was advice that was given to kurt to do that it was the wrong advice mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. and, and and i don't think that whoever advised him knew that this was gonna spark an even bigger explosion right because the, um, from what i understand the people that advised him are really not plugged into social media properly and they don't understand the power of social media because this is the reality Carry on since 2016, been on that IG. I mean, dropping cues and talking about his daddy and being molested by a preacher for years. Kirk saying something, responding to that audio, it made his whole, his followers grew like 20,000 overnight. You know, so it made the whole situation grow. And then we saw it on Wendy Williams. Mm. Mm. <sighs> What do you think he should do now? From say your perspective, he don't need to say sh he don't need to say nothing. He don't <laughs> need to say he don't need to say nothing and stay dead quiet and hope that no none none of the bigger outlets pick it up. Cause you know, DJ, we really made that story hit Wendy Williams and be on the Fox website. That was us from talking about it. It was the bloggers, mm -hmm. you know. So, and now but, we're talking about this. So, so that's my thing though. So like we know now, like what we all do in our, in our community, we lead the mainstream news. Yep. So it's out there. We talking about it. We buzzing. Now the allegation is hit. Mm -hmm. It's like, what do you do in this situation? Because I'm going to lead you to another one. Derek Jackson. Father. <laughs> this situation took me by surprise because I have only known of who he was very lightly. And it was in the space, for those who don't know, of, of offering is it motivational advice or relationship advice about, you know, how men and women should interact with each other? Yeah. It just seems like that's what he was given. And, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, I mean, it ain't really my thing, but y'all yeah. like him. That was his whole bag. And, and <laughs> it's just like the preachers that I talk about on my platform. Now, remember, it's only when it becomes public, then I talk and about I'm it. I'm the same way. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, that's why we connect. You know, so and, and it's no dig to anybody else. It who, is that is no no. That is not. Just, I just got to be able to sleep at night. You know, and and if I feel like if your 
privacies becomes publications. You know, then I can talk about it. But if it's, I mean, they, you, I'm sure, DJ, you know the scoop on a whole lot of celebrities, <laughs> but it's not public. It's so not public, so I don't talk about it. Yeah, but his thing, his bag was, you know, talking relationships. And that was the exact thing that he fucked up. You know, <laughs> he fucked up. I, I, I think the reason why people are so incensed by it is because you shoving, I mean, and and I'm not, I'm not trying to be critical of him because it, it ain't my business, but I just feel like it's so ironic because that's his whole thing is, you know, just preaching about what you should and shouldn't be doing in these types of situations. Yeah. And then it looks like based on, I mean, allegedly, that's what you that's you doing the very thing you preaching against allegedly yeah it, it ain't no legend no more because he came out yesterday and said that Katasha K wore him out you know so he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't have no choice but to come sitting there with his wife oh this little girl what is wrong with her she got it just sitting beside the man with did the see I did see I saw most of it and the way he was clenching that girl's hand as he's speaking I was like this looks real uncomfortable to me. And then she had she had a rag on her head. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what is you doing? It don't make no sense. I won't get on camera looking like that. And she and I and I'm a man. She got on camera with a whole rag. And your husband was cheating. Yeah, where is y'all y'all publicity for? She just got put on her best wig and a whole leap of makeup before she started beside Derek um, Jackson. Why do you think she did that? Money, securing the bag. She done counting up the cost. Because when he cheated, she said that she left. But then he, she saw a change in him, and then she came back. Lies and deceptions, and two, not telling the truth. You know how I know? Because he was lying in that war between him and, and Tasha K. He won't be 100% honest. So you already see that he's still going to skate around the truth in order to save face. So it was money. I don't care what she's saying. She money because Derek making some money online. Three million folk and on a monetized Facebook page. <laughs> he making some money. So, but what do you think was behind? Listen, and I just this is no disrespect to. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. She just looked in the video like it was the scarf on you know the the uh the hat on the head it was just like she was just like i felt like she had just woke up and be like we doing this video today oh, okay yeah exactly i mean she's a beautiful woman i mean ain't that one of us ugly i mean but catch us as soon as we wake up and we ain't burst our teeth putting the wall okay <laughs> that's what she looked like to me and right i mean i just feel like I would have wanted her to, you know, come up on there looking like, you know, bam, pow. Like, you know what I'm saying? This what he messed up with. Yeah. Look, my, the mother of my children, maybe she got me spoiled. I was married to her for like 18 years. We're not married no more. We're divorced. But we, she did move in to help me take care of these, these girls last few years. Maybe she got me spoiled where I'm used to looking at her. I see when she wake up in the morning, when she got no makeup. I don't know what, what she was thinking. I mean, this was no prep before she got in front of the camera. He literally turned the phone on and she came out the bed, slipped on something and sat there in front of the camera. That's what she did. Yeah, and I and I think the reason why I'm, I'm questioning it is because I'm just wondering what her mindset was 
when she sat down for that, if she just was like, you know what, I don't even, I can't even be bothered with this situation right now. Jay, he ain't told her the truth. That's the reason why she sit right there. He didn't tell her the reason why I was cheating cause the other women look better than you. The reason why I was cheating is because the other women keep themselves up more than you. They're more into their image. Like I am now that I'm lifting a whole lot of weights and, and making sure I look good. You're not doing that. So I find that not attractive. He ain't told her the mm. truth. That's the reason why she can sit there fresh up out the bed. Do you think that apology video that he did, it, well, it really wasn't an apology. Uh, do you think his explainer video did him any, any service? It, it was pretty good for the people that follow him. When you have fans, you know, like I know, them fans are die hard. And he appeared to be keeping it real and to confess that he was a cheater. So that's going to be good enough for probably his core fans, but I'm mm -hmm. sure he lost a lot of people now. You know, they won't even be able to, you know, see him and take his advice in the same light unless he gets more real about what occurred and where he is right now. And it come and it gets into the way that he pontificate and coaches and talk real highly of how men suppose that if he don't change all of that, his numbers are gonna go down, down, down. You know what's funny? Um, now that I think about it, it seems to me like he could have used this as a very teachable moment Hell yeah. for men, and then especially as a man in a public setting about what to do when you mess up. Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like? You know, how do you uplift your woman now that you want to make things right? And is it possible? And showing that journey probably would have been more beneficial to him than I just felt like he skated through some things. You're right. I agree. And it would have been more beneficial to us as a community because absolutely these, these men need to know how to how to come back from a from a mess up because so many of us are messing up, you know, when it comes to our relationships and 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 our our comeback don't be right, you know. Mm -hmm. And he, he could have helped a whole lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you about somebody else that I know that's been pretty controversial that I know that you've had a lot of thoughts about and more so relevant, I think, in around December, January, but I still, I've been wanting to ask ever since then. Pastor Jamal Bryant, okay? <laughs> I don't understand. Now, granted, again, I talked about, and I said it earlier to you, I said, I feel like there's a, a new church community blossoming, yeah. right? And I also just said to you how I felt like I think Derek Jackson's full transparency could have been a teachable moment. Now, in looking at those two things, what is your impression of where the church is with Pastor Jamal Bryant at this point? Jamal Jamal Bryant would really be a great, as John Gray will be a great, and really are great examples of where pastoring is going. Now, being progressive in your policy, in your administration, and the way that you express worship, love for God, th that is 
being forward. And we see that in J. Maul, we see it in John Gray. But the thing that I think that a lot of church people do not get is that people still want you to be a good person. And the problem mm-hmm. is, if you lie to the media about what the truth is, that makes you not a good person. You know, John Gray lied, in my opinion, he lied. He holds to one aspect, and his wife believes that he never slept with nobody. Now, the girl I interviewed said opposite. The other mm-hmm. girl I interviewed, you can't say that you were not in, were not involved in a sexual dealing with other women outside of your wife. So you need to tell that truth. You still ain't said that. You just said, I didn't sleep with nobody else. You did not say what you did. The same right. thing Derek did, the same thing what, we, what we're discussing here. So j Maul is the exact same way. There was a blogger that reported, he died, he died months ago, that reported that there was another baby. Well, he was believing that this baby was concerning someone else. I done a live on the behalf of J. Maul saying, this girl lying. This is a girl that was going around to vloggers and coming up with a whole story. But there was a real baby that he had. And I'm not going to say alleged just so he can send me some paperwork. So he ha- we have to go to court. I got a couple of tens of thousands to just waste. Let's go to, go to the court just so everybody can know, you're lying. <laughs> He got a whole baby somewhere else. So he got it there with a balloon and somebody just get ready for my cease and desist letter. I ain't got no baby. You know, okay. At that time, I was Team Jamal because I thought you were talking about this other girl. But later on, I found out that he had a whole nother baby and he was doing all these antics knowing that he had a whole nother baby. So when him and the girl from the Bravo show, you cover this, when him and the girl from the Bravo show, you know, she came out there with her books and talking about Jamal was a, a whore or something like that. She won't lie, she was telling the truth, that's number one. Number two is he went live and said, I do not have a baby by anyone in my church. I do not have a baby by any anyone in it. I do not have a baby in Atlanta. What he did not say, was my baby is in the DMV area and her name is Zuri and me and her mama been frucking for years. You know, he didn't say that. <laughs> See, said it. He, he does that and he, to me, he seems, his wordplay is so slippery. Yeah. You ain't a good person. So I'm, I'm all for the church progressing and embracing all different types of people, all different types of beliefs. I'm really, and you know, now Jesus is God to me. I baptize in his name, pray in his name. But if you have another path and another belief, I'm all right with that. And so I don't have no problem with the progression of, of anything and embracing of anything. But we are not going to be in the business as spiritual people embracing people who lie, cheat, and steal. Uh-uh. Why do they keep him around? That's my question. That was my question then. It's still my question three months later. He's why? Good. He's good, DJ. He listen. He good to them. He, okay. He That's good. fair. He can. He talk well. He take these songs, the R and B songs, and he takes these movie titles and create all of these great talking points. He has great rise and fall of his voice. 
you know, he's, he's entertaining a little bit and he floss like a rapper. You know, we always want to follow somebody who feel like, you know, they, they, they feel like they're the bomb and make us be like, yeah, that's right. You are the bomb, you know? So he has that following and that's why they keep him around. Now, quiet as it's kept, I did hear, and this is a legend, that he might not be staying over there. He might not. They're just trying to get through this pandemic thing, but after that, they're going to switch some things out. But that's not confirmed. But that's okay. what I heard. Okay. Okay. We, you, got, you heard it here first, y'all. You heard it here first. <laughs> I want to ask you before we go, you have a reality show. Yeah. Talk to us about that. How did that come about? Well, I did it for my um, subscribers, those that are in Patreon, the thousands of people over there. And I said, I'm going to make the investment and I'm going to create a, a show that tells the truth in real time. Now, one of the things we love about reality shows is, is, is reality. It's set up sometimes, but it's, it's basically reality. Mm-hmm. But it happens like a year ago or five months ago. So what I wanted to do, I wanted to choose people who I knew was capable and able of recording what was happening around my home and around my businesses. And then in the same week, put it out. And that's what we did. Now, as a result, you know, sometimes a little lighting issues and audio issues that we didn't fix, but it's still good. You know, okay. so I've done 12 episodes. See, me and the mother of my children live in the same house taking care of my children, but we were married for 18 years, mm. you know, and she left me. She went to the kids, she was finishing her career. She had met this chick right before we busted up. It wasn't no bust up, it was just like, she was like, I wanna go do my own thing. Cause we had been pastoring churches all around the, the world. So it was like a, a lot. And she was finishing out 20 years in the army. And I'm like, okay, you need a little break, fine. I'm still building Larry live, do whatever you do. We came live, told everybody, and we came live twice and told everybody, because she actually was on my show at the time as helping me on Larry live. We told that publicly, but my platform grew so much, a lot of people don't know the backstory. So I said, let's put it on a show called Reading Things My Way. So that entire story, the ins and out, because she ended up with the friend that she met, she ended up marrying that chick that changed the whole dynamic of our life, my children. And we had a church prior to that. So the people that we passed around the world saw that. Some of them people are back on staff now, but we actually interviewed them. The people right around us got stories that were like the most juiciest of the juiciest. We told it all and put it out there as a reality show. Second season starts in December. And I tell a lot of my personal things that I've been through. This is how I see it, DJ. When once you put out and the universe comes back. Now I sit here and talk about whatever is public and I do it all the time. But when I'm doing that, sometimes I'm rough, you know, I'm judgmental and critical sometimes, although I'm being funny, you know, all of that is wrapped in there. And so I just knew that that will come back to me, you know, So I just always have lived the life of being as transparent as people could take. And so I just put it in the show. So you'll never hear anything about me that I ain't told out my own mouth or put it in a show somewhere for the public to consume. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to do that, but my ultimate purpose was because the people around me 
they don't have real conversations with me because I am a boss. This personality is not fake. I'm this all the, all the time. And I felt like after years of relationships, a lot of people around me have been around me for 20 years. I felt like they needed to have certain conversations with each other and with me. And it happened. They said things I have never heard them say, points of views. And so that show really upgraded my entire team. Wow. Yep. Wow. That's awesome. And you said this is available strictly on Patreon at the moment. Oh, no. Anybody can go watch it. Go to readingthingsmyway.tv and you can watch all 12 oh. episodes. R-E-I is my last thing. Reading. Readingthingsmyway.tv. Anybody can, can go and watch it. I thought it. it was just the Patreon. Okay, so everybody, you guys can go watch that. You can get the other information via Patreon uh, if you want to know some things about worldly things as well as financial things about maybe what to do with your life spiritually and financially you guys can get that there I just got one favor to ask you before we go would you please come back at some point like in the next couple of months I feel like we got to have a follow-up because I know in the next couple of months Mm -hmm. some more stuff gonna go down yeah, it is definitely. And where you at, DJ? What city you in? I'm in DC. Oh, that ain't nowhere. Yeah, I would like to. Do it. We need to do it in person so we can laugh I'm, and cut up. I'm I'm game for that. Okay. I'm game for that. I already had the corona, so it ain't coming back. I got my antibodies. <laughs> <laughs> well, we glad you better. Yeah, I'm better. I ain't feel the um, the symptoms for like a day and a half, a headache, and I was sleepy. And then, okay. but later on, I lost my smell and taste. And that's when I went and got tested. I said, okay, I gotcha. got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we glad you better. And mm-hmm. we thankful that you stopped by. Can you let the people know where they can find everything Larry Reed live? That's it. Larry Reed, my last name, like L.A. Reed, R-E-I-D, live. That's the at symbol, Larry Reed live on Facebook, on YouTube. Because my main platform is, is Facebook, but I built it out to YouTube I started in 2018, and so we, we just built it up there. We, I think we now have 106,000 subscribers on YouTube, so that's an accomplishment. It took hey. all work. Um, uh, trust then, me, I know. Yeah, but then like 150,000 followers on Facebook. So those two platforms, you can find me on all platforms, but those are my main two platforms. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for giving us some knowledge and giving us the word according to Larry Reed. We appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. We are going to keep watching. And for those of you guys who may be watching or listening to this, make sure you guys continue to subscribe and support and anybody that we bring on, make sure you guys follow him, hop on his Patreon, get everything that he's got going on because he's doing some major stuff and we want to make sure that we continue to uplift and support him. So with that being said, guys, we will catch you in the next one.